0: Welcome back, everybody. I want to start off by giving you a quick update on the progress of the book as of this recording on March 7th. The goal is to have a total word count of 40,000 words, which equates to a page count of around somewhere between 150 and 200 pages. There are 19 articles completed with a total word count of 25,000. The 40,000 word count goal by April 15th is very doable, as long as a minimum of 2,500 words are written each week. The title of the book is Improv Leadership for the C-Suite, and that is subject to change. However, the tagline still needs to be created. If you have an idea about a tagline for the book, please send me your suggestions to Peter at Peter Margaritas. If your tagline is selected, you will receive credit in the book's acknowledgments, as well as a free copy of the book. So there's the update. So now let's start this episode. What do you think about when you hear the word empathy? As a leader, do you feel like you are empathetic with your team or are you sympathetic are you willing to be vulnerable with your team or do you have one personality for work and another one away from work? And why should you care? I guess this is a bigger question. Well, in the book, Humans Are Underrated, What High Achievers Know That Brilliant Machines Will Never by Jeff Colvin. Jeff states that in this next wave of leadership involvement, the most important skill that leaders must have is empathy. And he goes on to say that women will have more leadership opportunities than men because they are much more empathetic than men. And you know what? He's right. So what is empathy? Empathy is the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes and feel what they feel, not what you think they feel. But when it comes to most situations where empathy is important, is this always the case? No, it's not. Many times we say we empathize with the person when really we might just be sympathizing with them. So what's the difference? In the article, Difference Between Empathy and Sympathy, a blog posting from Six Seconds, the Emotional Intelligence Network, they define the difference as empathy means experiencing someone else's feelings. It requires an emotional component of really feeling what the other person is feeling. Sympathy, on the other hand, means understanding someone else's suffering. It is more cognitive in nature and keeps a certain distance. Sometimes when we sympathize with others, we're just trying to help them find the silver lining and make them feel better. To show empathy, however, you must be vulnerable, authentic, and put your ego aside. It is about making a human connection, not just pushing the conversation to conclusion so you can get on with your day and back to work. Being vulnerable is putting yourself out there for others to see. Far too often, leaders feel that being vulnerable is a sign of weakness. And I disagree with that statement. Being vulnerable is a sign of being a human being, being authentic, being genuine and honest and by doing so, you create a stronger human connections. Isn't that what great leaders do, make meaningful and authentic connections? Those that I have known excel at doing this. Then there are those leaders who have two separate personalities, inside the office and outside the office. Their inside of the office personality is very rigid, authoritative and nothing personal, just business approach. When they say nothing personal, just business, it puts them in the upper echelon of the non-vulnerable, those that never show any vulnerability in most circumstances. They think business people should be cold, order barkers who should never fully connect with others in the business. For those who want to be a different kind of business person, one of empathy, the article Components of Empathy, a blog posting from Six Seconds, focuses on two areas of developing empathy. First, Focusing on others is a precursor to developing empathy. That's when you're socially aware of others and their feelings. Daniel Goldman states, self-absorption in all its forms kills empathy, let alone compassion. When we focus on ourselves, our world contracts as our problems and preoccupations loom large. But when we focus on others, our world expands. We have all witnessed how a self-absorbed leader demonstrates a lack of empathy for others, which creates a lack of respect and trust and creates chaos within the organization. Self-absorption becomes very apparent when longtime CEOs of an organization announce that they be stepping down from their role. The others in the C-suite start positioning themselves to be the new heir apparent and will throw people under the bus, to remain a viable candidate, yet their brand of leadership is often chaos as a result of the self-absorption and what happens to those who have been sacrificed and thrown under the bus. Ultimately, they leave the organization for greener pastures. Self-absorption creates a toxic work environment. Empathetic leadership creates an empowered workplace. The other way to increase empathy is by replacing assumptions with a sense of curiosity that opens up to empathy. When you achieve this through conversation and questioning to reveal what lies beneath the surface of the other person's issue, curiosity is a good thing. It helps us ask the questions, gather more facts and information, which leads to eliminating the assumptions. The more questions we ask, the closer we get to the root of any issue. And once discovered, we can help devise a plan to help solve the problem. Having an improv background provides an excellent foundation for empathizing with others. First, as a leader, you need to be a great listener and fully present during the conversation while controlling your emotions and recognizing theirs. Leaders should take their egos, agendas, and emotion and put them somewhere where they won't derail the conversation. When ego, agenda, and emotion are infused in a conversation, the conversation halts and negativity is the immediate result. Think about this for a minute. When was the last time you derailed a conversation because your ego, agenda, and or emotion took over the conversation? Stephen Covey is quoted as saying, when you increase empathy towards others, their defense energy goes down and positive energy replaces it. That's when you can get more creative in solving problems. And solving problems is what leaders do, not creating the problems. Why is it so hard to understand that a leader's emotional intelligence is more critical to the organization than their technical knowledge? Why can Google figure this out, but other companies can't? In 2013, Google analyzed hiring, firing, and promotional data back to 1998 when the company was incorporated. The top seven characteristics for success at Google are being a good coach, communicating and listening, possessing insights into others, having empathy toward and being supportive of one's colleagues, being a critical thinker and problem solver being able to make connections across complex ideas. All these characteristics are otherwise known as soft skills. When I use the term soft skills in a conversation, I watch for the other person roll their eyes. And when they do, I respond by saying, hey, you know, they may call them soft skills, but wouldn't you agree that they're very hard to master? Their eyes stop rolling and become wide open to the truth. Just by the nature and philosophy of yes and, the leader's acting in a more empathetic manner than responding with either no because or yes but. The words no and but create a negative response and make others feel defensive, dismissed, or not even respected. Yes and keeps conversations moving forward in a positive manner. Okay, hold on, someone just thought this. Yes and, you will do it my way. <laughs> Even though you use yes and, you are not operating in the spirit of yes and because you're not being genuine. Yes and creates a more empathetic response when used properly. By parking your ego and listening to understand what the other person is trying to convey, pausing for a moment to process the information, and then responding with a question or a positive comment. By the time the conversation has concluded, you as the leader will have a better understanding of the other's wants and needs and can try to support those in a more meaningful and impactful way. What business are you in? You know the answer for those who have been listening to my podcast or reading my book or blogs. The answer is the people business. Without people, you have no one working with you, no customers and no vendors. The better you treat and understand people you serve through improv leadership, the more empowered they will become and are willing to stay. I saw a statistic once that said 73% of people leave their employer because of a lack of appreciation. The ability to truly listen to another person and be able to empathize with them is showing gratitude, respect, and support. That costs you nothing except for a little bit of your time. Just ask Annie Mulcahy, CEO of Xerox, who was quoted saying, I think if you spend as much time listening as talking, that is time well spent. This quote is from season four, episode 12, Change Management, the Xerox story that was released on March 22nd, 2021. So what steps are you willing to take to become a more empathetic leader? Take some time and think about it because this is the number one skill needed in our leaders today and into the future. If you'd like to discuss this more on how improv leadership is a conduit to empathy, please email me at peter at petermargaritas.com. Thank you for your time. Be positive and please test negative. Like what you just heard, visit c sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c sweetradio.com.